basis for operations against england as long as they were not forced to do so by measures taken by england and france and that they had come to protect the north against the proposed occupation of norwegian strong points by english french forces the memoranda added that germany had no intention of infringing upon the territorial integrity and political independence of the kingdom of norway then or in the future nevertheless on three june nineteen forty a german naval memorandum discussed the use to be made of norway and denmark and put forward one solution for consideration that the territories of denmark and norway acquired during the course of the war should continue to be occupied and organized so that they could in future be considered as german possessions in light of all the available evidence it is impossible to accept the contention that the invasions of denmark and norway were defensive and in the opinion of the tribunal they were acts of aggressive war the invasion of belgium the netherlands and luxembourg the plan to seize belgium and the netherlands was considered in august nineteen thirty eight when the attack on czechoslovakia was being formulated and the possibility of war with france and england was contemplated the advantage to germany of being able to use these countries for their own purposes particularly as air bases in the war against england and france was emphasized in may nineteen thirty nine when hitler made his irrevocable decision to attack poland and foresaw the possibility at least of a war with england and france in consequence he told his military commanders dutch and belgian air bases must be occupied declarations of neutrality must be ignored on twenty two august in the same year he told his military commanders that england and france in his opinion would not violate the neutrality of these countries at the same time he assured belgium and holland and luxembourg that he would respect their neutrality and on six october nineteen thirty nine after the polish campaign he repeated this assurance on seven october general von brauchisch directed army group b to prepare for the immediate invasion of dutch and belgian territory if the political situation so demands in a series of orders which were signed by the defendants keitel and jodel the attack was fixed for ten november nineteen thirty nine but it was postponed from time to time until may of nineteen forty on account of weather conditions and transport problems at the conference on twenty three november nineteen thirty nine hitler said we have an achilles heel the ruhr the progress of the war depends on the possession of the ruhr if england and france push through belgium and holland into the ruhr we shall be in the greatest danger certainly england and france will assume the offensive against germany when they are armed england and france have means of pressure to bring belgium and holland to request english and french help in belgium and holland the sympathies are all for france and england if the french army marches into belgium in order to attack us it will be too late for us we must anticipate them we shall sow the english coast with mines which cannot be cleared this mine warfare with the luftwaffe demands a different starting point england cannot live without its imports we can feed ourselves the permanent sowing of mines on the english coasts will bring england to her knees however this can occur only if we have occupied belgium and holland my decision is unchangeable i shall attack france and england at the most favorable and quickest moment breach of the neutrality of belgium and holland is meaningless no one will question that we have won 
we shall not bring about the breach of neutrality as idiotically as it was in 1914. If we do not break the neutrality, then England and France will. Without attack, the war is not to be ended victoriously. On 10 May 1940, the German forces invaded the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg. On the same day, the German ambassadors handed to the Netherlands and Belgian governments a memorandum alleging that the British and French armies, with the consent of Belgium and Holland, were planning to march through those countries to attack the Ruhr, and justifying the invasion on these grounds. Germany, however, assured the Netherlands and Belgium that their integrity and their possessions would be respected. A similar memorandum was delivered to Luxembourg on the same date. There is no evidence before the tribunal to justify the contention that the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg were invaded by Germany because their occupation had been planned by England and France. British and French staffs had been cooperating in making certain plans for military operations in the Low Countries, but the purpose of this planning was to defend these countries in the event of a German attack. The invasion of Belgium, Holland, and Luxembourg was entirely without justification. It was carried out in pursuance of policies long considered and prepared, and was plainly an act of aggressive war. The resolve to invade was made without any other consideration than the advancement of the aggressive policies of Germany. The Aggression Against Yugoslavia and Greece On 12 August 1939, Hitler had a conversation with Siano and the defendant von Ribbentrop at Obersalzburg. He said then, Generally speaking, the best thing to happen would be for the neutrals to be liquidated one after the other. This process could be carried out more easily if on every occasion one partner of the Axis covered the other while it was dealing with the uncertain neutral. Italy might well regard Yugoslavia as a neutral of this kind. This observation was made only two months after Hitler had given assurances to Yugoslavia that he would regard her frontier as final and inviolable. On the occasion of the visit to Germany of the Prince Regent of Yugoslavia on 1 June 1939, Hitler had said in a public speech, The firmly established, reliable relationship of Germany to Yugoslavia now that owing to historical events we have become neighbors with common boundaries fixed for all time, will not only guarantee lasting peace between our two peoples and countries, but can also represent an element of calm to our nerve-wracked continent. This peace is the goal of all who are disposed to perform really constructive work. On 6 October 1939, Germany repeated these assurances to Yugoslavia after Hitler and von Ribbentrop had unsuccessfully tried to persuade Italy to enter the war on the side of Germany by attacking Yugoslavia. On 28 October 1940, Italy invaded Greece, but the military operations met with no success. In November, Hitler wrote to Mussolini with regard to the invasion of Greece and the extension of the war in the Balkans, and pointed out that no military operations could take place in the Balkans before the following March, and therefore Yugoslavia must, if at all possible, be won over by other means, and in other ways. But on 12 November 1940, Hitler issued a directive for the prosecution of the war, and it included the words, The Balkans. The commander-in-chief of the army will make preparations for occupying the Greek mainland north of the Aegean Sea, in case of need entering through Bulgaria. 
on thirteen december he issued a directive concerning the operation marita the code name for the invasion of greece in which he stated one the results of the battles in albania is not yet decisive because of a dangerous situation in albania it is doubly necessary that the british endeavor be foiled to create air bases under the protection of a balkan front which would be dangerous above all to italy as to the roumanian oil fields two my plan therefore is a to form a slowly increasing task force in southern roumania within the next month b after the setting in of favorable weather probably in march to send a task force for the occupation of the aegean north coast by way of bulgaria and if necessary to occupy the entire greek mainland on twenty january nineteen forty one at a meeting between hitler and mussolini at which the defendants von ribbentrop keitel jodl and others were present hitler stated the massing of troops in roumania serves a threefold purpose a an operation against greece b protection of bulgaria against russia and turkey c safeguarding the guarantee to roumania it is desirable that this deployment be completed without interference from the enemy therefore disclose the game as late as possible the tendency will be to cross the danube at the last possible moment and to line up for attack at the earliest possible moment on nineteen february nineteen forty one an okw directive regarding the operation marita stated on eighteen february the fuhrer made the following decision regarding the carrying out of operation marita the following dates are envisaged commencement of building bridge twenty eight february crossing the danube two march on three march nineteen forty one british troops landed in greece to assist the greeks to resist the italians and on eighteen march at a meeting between hitler and the defendant raider at which the defendants keitel and jodl were also present the defendant raider asked for confirmation that the whole of greece will have to be occupied even in the event of a peaceful settlement to which hitler replied the complete occupation is a prerequisite of any settlement on twenty five march on the occasion of the adherence of yugoslavia to the tripartite pact at a meeting in vienna the defendant von ribbentrop on behalf of the german government confirmed the determination of germany to respect the sovereignty and territorial integrity of yugoslavia at all times on twenty sixth march the yugoslav ministers who had adhered to the tripartite pact were removed from office by coup d'etat in belgrade on their return from vienna and the new government repudiated the pact thereupon on twenty seventh march at a conference in berlin with the high command at which defendants goering keitel and jodl were present and the defendant von ribbentrop part of the time hitler stated that yugoslavia was an uncertain factor in regard to the contemplated attack on greece and even more so with regard to the attack upon russia which was to be conducted later on hitler announced that he was determined without waiting for possible loyalty declarations of the new government to make all preparations in order to destroy yugoslavia militarily and as a national unit he stated that he would act with unmerciful harshness on sixth april german forces invaded greece and yugoslavia without warning and belgrade was bombed by the luftwaffe so swift was this particular invasion that there had not been time to establish any incidents as a usual preliminary or to find and publish any adequate political explanations as the attack was started on sixth april hitler proclaimed to the german people that this attack was necessary because the british forces in greece who were helping the greeks to defend themselves against the italians 
represented a British attempt to extend the war to the Balkans. It is clear from this narrative that aggressive war against Greece and Yugoslavia had long been in contemplation, certainly as early as August of 1939. The fact that Great Britain had come to the assistance of the Greeks, and might thereafter be in a position to inflict great damage upon German interests, was made the occasion for the occupation of both countries. End of section 25